This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. On February 6, 1840, an important document was signed at Waitangi, known as Te Tiriti o Waitangi. This document was a covenant between the many hapu of Aotearoa and the British Crown. It acknowledged the ongoing authority of hapu to govern themselves, tino rangatiratanga, and created a new form of governance, kawanatanga, that granted the Crown the right to govern non-Māori. Te Tiriti provides a framework for peaceful coexistence in a rapidly changing world. The story that had led up to this day was one of intrepid journeys, violence, drama and possibility. While there were instances of respectful cultural exchange and friendship, the assumption of superiority by European colonisers led to actions that created misunderstandings and mamai hurt that, for many, continue to this day. These episodes played out featuring a diverse cast of characters whose actions shaped our present day and will continue to reverberate into our future. Although intertribal warring was occurring among Māori, an incident in 1830 marked the first time a European vessel would play an integral part. The British trading ship Elizabeth had arrived at Carpety Island via Sydney under the command of Captain John Stewart. Local Ngāti Toa chief Te Rauparaha promised Stewart a cargo of flax in exchange for the transportation of a toa or war party to Akaroa, where he planned to seek retribution for the blood of his uncle, Tepehi, and to restore his own mana. The feuding had first begun in 1828. Te was a powerful chief in Lower Te Ika Maui, the North Island. After being driven out of Kafia in Waikato, he had successfully fought and negotiated his way down the west coast of the North Island, and set up headquarters on Kapiti Island. He had earned a reputation as a powerful warring leader and became known in England as the Napoleon of the South. Knowledge of the abundant quantities of precious ponamu or greenstone that existed in Te Wai Ponamu, the South Island, roused Te Rauparaha's desire to conquer the Southern Territory. Further provoked by an insult, he led a war party to the south. After sacking Pa in the Kaikoura area, he continued on and prepared to take on Tamai Haranui at Tahu Pa at Kaiapoi. Pretending to come to trade and to prove his peaceful intentions, Te Rauparaha allowed his most distinguished chiefs to enter the Pa, indicating to the hosts there was no hostility. However, fugitives from Kaikoura arrived reporting tales of the sacking of their pa and the true plan was uncovered. Six of the northern warrior chiefs, including Te Pihi, were killed and Te Rauparaha returned to Kapiti. Two years later, he was back. With the exception of supplying muskets, up until this time, Europeans had not been involved in inter-tribal fighting. 
Elizabeth sailed into Akaroa Harbour with Te Rauparaha and his war party of 170 hidden below deck. His accomplice, Captain Stewart, welcomed Tamai Haranui and his wife and daughter, Ngaroe Mata, on board and invited them to his cabin in a show of hospitality. Just as they were seated, Te Rauparaha and his chiefs burst through the door and took them captive. The pa was sacked and many were killed or taken as slaves back to Kapiti. Tamai Haranui, his wife and daughter, did not survive. Within Māori protocol, the series of incidents and retribution were expected. However, it was in such contrast to what seemed normal under the British law and custom. When news of what had occurred reached Sydney, Captain Stewart was arrested and charged with accessory to murder. However, due to the lack of acceptable witnesses, with Māori not being allowed to give evidence, and a lack of surety as to the application of British law in New Zealand, the case was dismissed. <laughs> 